During the taping of this episode, uh, we didn't realize that Jackson had some audio problems on his end, but we went ahead and threw it together anyway, so fair warning, Jackson's side of the conversation is going to sound a little bit like a robot. The following episode contains explicit content. You've been warned. So we can't use the word, her <laughs> argument to her students, young impressionable don't, students. Don't listen to Tim Dillon. So yeah, no uh, punk rock Trump. You said you're waiting for that album to be released. Oh yeah. Uh, I know it's coming. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that Trump has been more punk rock than MGK. Hot take. <laughs> That's a hot take. That's a hot take. Well, I mean, punk rock is anti-establishment, and that's what Trump, like, the establishment wants to oust Trump. So, hey, therefore, Trump it has to be punk rock. So He's this a, shirt is actually pretty accurate. I would, I would say they're a little more uh, the same in terms of fake punk. Oh no, I I, I, I I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. It's all it's all fucking bullshit. On the like, spectrum, he's kind of punk. That's kind of what I. It actually that's a pretty good. I actually feel the same way about Trump as I do in GK. <laughs> Don't take that the uh, wrong way. We love you. We love you, people at home. We love you, Trump supporters or non-Trump supporters. Uh, we we love you if you have an opinion that you formed on your own. Yeah. Mm. And we love you even if you didn't, because hopefully you can come back from that. So welcome to another episode of Brain Snacks with Jackson Max. How are you doing, buddy? I'm okay. How about you? That was that was a cute face. I'm good, man. Uh, a little tired, uh, a little wired, but man, I had a good, good week, long week, but a good week. Had a bunch of shows with the Pygmies, obviously, is what we what we do. Uh, Chrissy and I had another show. Um, it was a corporate gig at a safety conference of all things. Uh, we, we, again, we had a blasty blast. And then, uh, for my birthday, besides the laser cutter, which I'll talk a little bit more about my experience with that here shortly. Uh, but for my birthday, Chrissy also got us tickets to see one of my favorite bands ever. Nothing more. And that's the, we did the episode on philosophy. And you had brought up Alan Watts. They, uh, Which they have one? snippets. Which episode of philosophy? Well, no, it's, <laughs> it's actually, it's actually, <laughs> it was an episode titled philosophy. I feel you. Uh, for those of you listening at home, I'm usually the one that comes up with the, the titles. So, uh, although Jackson probably remembers recording all these episodes, he may not know what the titles of the episodes are. Because I'm so anal retentive. I actually go back and I painstakingly listen and watch every single episode. You've got a nice little like file cabinet in your brain for them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it's also, I'm trying to absorb as much, as much uh, knowledge from you as I can. And also remember, try to keep a file a file base of where my biases were or how my mindset was working, you know, back a year ago or a year and a half ago or two years ago when we started the podcast. So oh, yeah, yeah, but uh, she got me tickets to uh, got us tickets to see nothing more in Knoxville, Tennessee, which is only about three hours from the house. So it wasn't that bad of a drive. And it wasn't uh, it's a place called the Concourse in Knoxville is a 
a retrofitted supermarket that they turned into a concert venue, which I've always gone, dude, I see you see them all over the place, right? These yeah, that's a great shut, idea. Shut down super. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a giant, giant building, perfect to house like a a fairly like two, three thousand, four thousand people. Yeah. Depending on the size of the, the the grocery store. Build a fucking stage, put some curtains up, and open the it, doors. And build a bar. They, yeah, they did they went a little bit farther than that. It was actually pretty, pretty dope. Um, oh, it could be as dope as you want. But I'm just mm-hmm. saying, I mean, bare minimum, you don't have to do much. I will say this there was no signs at the concourse. There were no signs indicating where the bathroom was, and it was in like the back corner, and it was the darkest part. Of the entire venue so you had no idea unless you had been there or you asked somebody that worked there you would never find the bathroom because it was <clears throat> so you walk in to the left there's the stage big open room there's a bar to the left with a little bitty snack shack on the on the, uh, on the side of the bar that was called uh dude fuego like Guy Fieri and, <laughs> and it had funny. a, it had a guy that was posted up like, and he had frosted tips and That's sunglasses hilarious. on. They were making, they were totally trolling Guy Fieri. That's funny. Um, food channel, food network for those of you that are interested, Guy Fieri, funny. Uh, but really you, you couldn't on the left, there was like the backstage, go to the backstage area. They had a big uh, barricade across the front of the stage. And then on the other side of the stage, there's just this long, dark hallway with some VIP seating. But there was one open door with a light on, like a light at the end of the tunnel. And that was the only indication that there was anything back there. No signs, no nothing. So when Chrissy, Chrissy and I first got there, again, after the long, long drive, it's like we both got to pee. So we run in that bitch and we're like, running around the entire place going, where's the bathroom? Where's the bathroom? Where's the bathroom? <laughs> and I'm, it's, it's not just me and Chrissy. They're like four other people that are just going. Uh, uh. So we finally walked towards this light going towards the light slowly. Uh, and we finally get there and it's the women's room. And the men's room is all, like on, along the same wall, but behind the stage and where the monitor console is. Uh. So, so, but there's no signs for it. And both the doors are open, so you don't know if that's the men's room when you first walk up. Look, they're trying to keep them. They're trying to keep the bathrooms clean. <sighs> Apparently, they want. They'd rather you piss on the floor because they're going to have to mop that anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so we 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 get there. We uh, we finally manage to take a piss. We get uh, we get front row, just off the edge of the stage on the guitar player's side. So. Uh, from the audience's perspective, stage left, that's where the guitar player, uh, sets up and we get there early enough to catch the opener. Uh, oddly enough, it was not an opening band. I sent you that video of the cherry bombs and they are like a burlesque dance group. I think, uh, I I got go, go, go dancers or something. I think that, uh, the leader of the troop or whatever you want to call it, that's Mm -hmm. Corey Taylor's wife. Really? Yeah. Alicia. I don't think she was there. She may not have been. It may be like a kind of how a burlesque troupe does, where it's like a family, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. Yeah. They have like maybe a couple of different trios or whatever. Yeah. So with with the, I've, Christy and I have seen the Cherry Bombs do their thing, which is basically stripping without stripping. Uh, to 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 not, I mean, define it in a fairly accurate way. Uh, but we've seen them before when they did uh. Th- 
they did an opening slot for Steel Panther uh, back one of my previous birthdays when Chrissy had got me tickets to go see a concert. Uh, the difference in this show versus that show is that, so this, again, I, I explained that this was like a supermarket that's been retro modified to be a concert venue. Yeah. And it seems like it's huge, but they, they still, they left the drop ceiling mm -hmm. and they just painted it black and it looks really good. And it's plenty of room for most bands. Right. Right. But they if you have, you, if like, you have go-go dancers, they can't put their, their, their portable stripper poles. They couldn't put them on stage because they had been going through the roof. Really? So they ended, they ended up pulling some of the ceiling tiles out, like in the middle of the crowd, like spaced out where the stage is. And then there's the crowd and there's the mixing console for the front of house mixer. So the person that actually makes the music come out of the, the front speakers, for those of you that aren't musicians, that was set up in the back of the room. So between the front of the stage and the mixing console, they had pulled a couple of ceiling tiles out. And they had hung a couple of spinning things for the, uh, I don't know what, what it's called. I mean, it looks like it's not a sex swing, but like they get up there and they do the twirls and, and whatnot. Like the ribbons. Hanging in the air. It's, it's like, it's not it. I've seen them do the ribbon dancing and it was similar to that, but it was like harnesses. Okay. It was like a, like a four piece harness. And this one girl was just doing all kinds of crazy crap. And she did this wild, big split and just started spinning really fast. It was cool. It was entertaining. So you had some of the dancers that were on stage and then you had some of the people that were doing the acrobatic things off stage, like kind of in the middle of the crowd okay. where you had security kind of, you know, have the dance off circle. That's cool. And then I sent you that video of the girls taking the grinders. They had a big metal plate strapped to their crotch and they came out to, Motley Crue's live wire and they got these wireless grinders just going <laughs> just shooting sparks all over the place America look yeah <laughs> <laughs> and yes that was that was uh, the gist of it I'm just like you know I, I looked at Chrissy and like I, I don't want to hate on uh, this is not me hating on anybody in particular I just thought it was an amusing an amusing observation and a funny anecdote and a joke. So don't take this seriously, world. I'm not out to hurt anybody's feelings. Oh my God. He has to say this. But I looked at Chrissy and I said, So instead of stripping, you got these girls that I'm guessing were in dance team in high school and just didn't want to let go of that. So they just decided to do this. <laughs> Basically, yeah. 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 You know. Hey, it's a job. This is the land again, of the free. Again, it was an inter it was interpretive dance. Proof that you and, can uh, do anything you want. And it, again, to their credit, this was also a last minute scheduled gig. So nothing more has been touring with another big band called In This Moment. In This Moment headlining. Uh, but in this moment, one of, somebody in the band got sick. And it put like the whole, I don't know if it was the singer, guitar player. I'm pretty sure it was just the singer. But they ended up canceling a bunch of their dates. And some of these dates are in really big venues. So nothing more wasn't going to cancel because they still have a huge following everywhere. Mm -hmm. And then they had this other band, Sleep Token, that was opening. 
that opened for nothing more after the cherry bombs, which that was an interesting interpretive dance kind of show. Uh, like, like real, real band, real musicians, but still a lot of tracking and really artsy. I think you might've enjoyed it, but Chrissy loved it. I've always heard, uh, I've always I, heard they're good. I didn't, I, I couldn't get into it. it. It just wasn't my thing. It's not that I can't appreciate it mm-hmm. for what it was, yeah. but I just, I was just that. No. Yeah. I, I'll 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 I can enjoy it and appreciate it, but I'm just like yeah no I wouldn't I wouldn't pay to see them yeah, um, but yeah it was great um, but because in this moment canceled all these shows so nothing more took over the headlining slot for a lot of these venues because in this moment they're not going to go back and replay these shows apparently mm-hmm. I don't know why. Kind of and not they're good. not refund. They're not refunding money or tickets. So nothing more is just like, fuck that. We're just going to keep rolling. Mm-hmm. But in addition to taking over those headlining slots, one or two of the venues I know for sure just didn't want to do the show at all. So nothing more went out on their own with their own agency and went ahead and booked like a couple extra shows where they're still headlining. So they're playing even more shows and playing a bigger, longer set being the headliner which is awesome for them. And it shows like, this is one of the reasons why I love this band. Cause they are so legit, hardworking, epic individuals. But it also means that, uh, Johnny, the singer, it's taken his toll on him. Cause that when you're on the road doing that life, again, I, I can understand it. You've been on the road. You can understand it for anybody that's ever like road trip vacationed, you know, how dragged out you are after being in the, on the road for like six hours. Oh yeah. So imagine doing that for months, day after day, after day, after day, after day. Yeah. That it gets you. Eventually you do get some kind of immunity to it, but at the same time, physically it just takes a toll on you as a vocalist. Uh, he sounded great. One of the, one of the reasons that nothing more is my favorite band is because they are incredibly innovative with their stage show, their bass player, literally builds most of their stage set. They have this giant thing called a scorpion tail where it starts out as like a quad drum set. It's like three big toms and then one, one giant kick drum just all turned up like. Yeah. But at some point during the show, it's on hydraulics and the whole thing just tilts forward. So you see all the drums and then there's this giant platform and this arm that swings out and it's a MIDI controller. So like a keyboard for those of you that aren't familiar with the music, uh, music jive talk that I'm going on right now, but it's a custom built MIDI controller that the drummer made and programmed, which that's right up my alley. Cause I do that with the acoustic rig, but this is like another level from what I would do. He's just the bass. This bass player is what I would aspire to be as a creator and entertainer. He's just so epic. But that's, but aside from just the visuals, like they have a whole new light set. Uh, their stage set is awesome. They played a bunch of new songs, but here's the key thing for me as a, not just as a musician, but as a fan, because I fanboy out about nothing more. Yeah. Uh, they, they put on such an amazing show as, as a band, they sound almost as good as they do on the album. In some instances, they actually sound better than the album because the albums may be just a little too polished. Yeah. And live, it's just a little bit grittier. But 
uh, Johnny, the singer, his high notes and his rasp and his screams live on point, even if he's just going, I can hear, I, because I'm a musician, I know all the signals. Mm-hmm. I can, I read his body. Chrissy and I were reading his body language the whole night and he got about six songs into the 12 song set and he was <clears throat> pointing at, pointing at the engineer, trying to get him, Hey, what's but I know he was struggling, but he still, despite him thinking that he's sucking, and we all know that feeling if you've been on stage before, he killed it. The whole band killed it. Hell yeah. And uh, I was not overly enthused to just be like, I'm going to drive a total of six hours to go see a band today. I don't want to. And then we got there and I was just like, totally, totally fucking worth it. Chrissy, Chrissy put it in the best, uh, put it the best way. She goes, you know, we needed this yeah like me and me and her both both chrissy and i we needed this just a night me and her uh the pygmies don't play knoxville that often so that we don't have a huge fan base there so like nobody recognized me yeah i wasn't like and it's not that i don't i I don't mind having conversations but nobody was trying to monopolize my time and i'm trying to just enjoy a concert so it was awesome right and the fact that and the fact that they were tits yeah Nothing like that, man. Mm-hmm. So yeah, again, great, great run. Uh, this this week don't have a whole lot going on. I'm going to Clemson tomorrow. Uh, when this episode airs, I will actually be on the road to Clemson to play a uh, study hall. It's like the only venue in Clemson that actually has a stage, and it's also a catacorner stage, which is like the worst stage ever. Oh my god! It's the the pie shaped the pie shaped stage. So the drummer goes in the back by the V. How big is it? And then it's big enough to hold us plus uh just back that line. station. Smaller. Smaller. Mm-hmm. Smaller. Yeah. Uh at least Chestnut Stations is squared off. This one's kind of rounded on the front. Mm-hmm. So it takes away even this that little bit extra room. The on the, side. the corners. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, it's it's always a pretty decent show. We we have a good time. The oh, kids you know, are always yeah. the kids are always always enthusiastic and then friday uh we had a show in troy but it got rescheduled so we ended up picking up another show at this venue called 37 main in buford which is an epic venue uh so super stoked about playing that one and then saturday i got my boy marshall elkins gonna fill in on bass because i'm going with chrissy to the penn state auburn game in auburn heck yeah that's a week right there. For, for those of you that don't know, my wife is not an Auburn fan. My wife is from Pennsylvania, actually lived in State College, and she is a huge Penn State fan. And we have a friend of ours coming in, uh, Tracy Westmoreland. She's flying in tomorrow. Um, she's going to come with us to the game. Also, a Penn State alumni, uh, alumnist, alum- aluminist, however you say that word. So it's going to be a fun, fun week. Uh, again, it'll be a little peoply. Maybe a little too peopley for me on Saturday, but uh, the Chrissy won me go, and I want to be with my wife and make her happy. So we're gonna make that work. Heck yeah! You guys are having a blast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we've been we've been we don't do stuff for us that often because we're so wrapped up in the pygmy schedule. Or and when you get home, or, you just want to rest. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah, outside of that, man, uh, you told me that you've been you've been binging some Tim Dillon. Every day, all day, can't hear yeah. what anyone has to say to me because I'm listening to Tim Dillon. 
<laughs> Don't even care what you have to say because I'm listening to Tim Dillon. Okay, so my exposure to Tim Dillon has been pretty much just Joe Rogan. I have I I started listening to some of uh I started listening to one of his episodes, the maybe the most recent one, mm-hmm. uh on Monday when I, we were driving down to see the uh the concert. And I was I didn't like the opening. So I was just like immediately just like I'm ah, not not right now. You didn't like the opening to I'm sorry you said his special? No, 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 not his special, like his podcast. Okay. So I I I just kind of when when Tim Dillon's on Joe Rogan, like those are some of my favorite episodes cuz he's epic. Right. Well, he plays a character and you can tell that. May, yeah. Maybe, but he I know he dials it up. Big oh time. yeah, he definitely turns it up. He, he has, when you're in front of, when you're in front of Joe Rogan's audience. Yeah, you're gonna want to turn it up a little bit more. Well, there's that, but he is himself on every podcast that he's on, and it's mm. awesome to watch because he is an experience of a of a uh, entertainer. Mm. In my opinion, it's like this guy is, and I'm not like trying to suck his D on this podcast, but I am a recently a really big fan um he uh he's one of these people that's mm, i don't know he's an l he's like an a new york la kind of guy c- comic but completely has found a way to really see through a lot of the like bullshit and mm-hmm. and that's such a that could be interpreted so many different ways yeah but i mean all of the bullshit like and two people in their face, like mm. doesn't make any bones about keeping it real. Yeah. And I just, you don't see that. You don't see that much. Um, you know, even people that you think are that way are only that way selectively, but he is just a bulldozer of a person. Mm. So I like to listen to him. So one of, one of his things that he does, that's hilarious as it's a new method um of when you hear when you hear woke people um going going instead of arguing the traditional argument and trying to make sense with them or mm-hmm. uh try to reason just go more woke it's like like, um i'm trying to think of a good example um it it, it's a it's a he's a like a topical comedian like a almost like uh talking about events and things in in pop culture so there's Mm -hmm. a specific event where someone thinks that say xyz person said something offensive and they Mm -hmm. think they should be canceled and his yeah. response would be that they actually need to be executed mm. and just go oh, yeah. away. Oh, oh, you, you, that's not enough. Yeah. No, we should kill this person in the street. And he's very imaginative about going. I don't know. I just, I just like him. He's a cool, dude. So, so do you, it, in your opinion or your estimation, since you've, you've listened to him much more than I have outside of, you know, the Joe Rogan show, uh, in your estimation, would you think that, do you think that that's a, personality that he's portraying is that his actual personality or is it a character that he's playing i think people could maybe decide that for yourself i personally 
uh, don't. It's too good, so I don't know. But <laughs> it, I, I don't. Um, I think there's an art to it. It's a performance. Yeah. He's revealing truths about maybe where he stands by way of reading between the lines and not necessarily mm. not not t- he's not tiptoeing to try to get you to understand he just sort of um says things and that's just a rare thing now he he likes people just it, it, don't say stuff anymore people people are very calculated and i i'm very calculated so it really it gives me permission to like ah maybe be a little bit more open yeah because it's funny mm. because it's because it's it's funny to be so uptight it's stupid you are now you become a joke Mm-hmm. And I'm so Wait. fucking uptight. I I am learning to just laugh, yeah, at myself. You know, for being like, uh, what, what's going on, dude? Well, it's 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 the culture the culture that we're surrounded by uh, and bombarded with on a daily basis now is that you you have to walk on eggshells or you might get canceled or you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. I mean, there are people that are getting lawsuits now just for talking shit on the internet, which I think you know. Yeah, you can't really, you shouldn't be talking all this shit on the internet, but at the same time, it's just like, uh, I don't know. I, I think, I think Tim, I think Tim Dillon likes to do what he presents everything in the way he does is because it is, I think it is very much part of his personality, but I think just like I turn up my, my personality on stage with the pygmies. I think he's turning it up a little bit more. Oh yeah. I mean, just, he's, I mean, he's, just to get, well, a, for the fun, for the funny factor, but also I think he's being even more abrasive on purpose because it's that shock value. They get to get a, the, the extra laugh. Yeah. So I think, I, I don't think that he's being fake. I think he's just going, beep, turning it up a little bit more. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Definitely. Definitely. I agree. Um, I don't know. I like storytellers. So yes, I like, yes. I like people who tell stories. I understand mm. things that way. I think. Yeah. Hey everyone. We hope that you're enjoying the audio version of the podcast. If you'd like to watch the full version, click the link in the description or go to brainsnackspodcast.com. Uh, I did, I did one other thing yesterday, uh, that I thought was really awkward and I will send you a link to it. Uh, or you can just go to the, to the brain snacks, YouTube page. This is not something that everybody's going to be able to see. Uh, but cam. So we have these reach and teach shows coming up and we have always had these students that want to get up and play uh, a song with us. And usually it's like inner Sandman or blah, blah, blah. So cam wanted us to record like a tutorial video. And while I'm okay with one-on-one like coaching somebody or showing them how to do something or how to play, uh, play a baseline or doing something else in person. Uh, I did a little bit of that with you with the screen printing. I know I can be a little too long winded with it. So I was trying to figure out. So I had this camera set up just over here. So I had different angles than, than this shot, but I had these cameras, both my cameras set up one on the neck of my base, one on my fret hand. Uh, one, one on my fret hand, one on my picking hand. Mm-hmm. And I went, th- I went through this whole thing and I was just like, so okay, there's so there's there's four main parts, and then by the end of the by the end of the the tutorial, I'm like, 
Well, technically, I guess there's seven parts because there's, you know, your intro, then there's your, mm-hmm. your verse, then there's your main riff, and then there's your pre-chorus, and there's your chorus, so that's five. And then you have your solo, which is just a variation of those. <laughs> yeah, I got way too It is. Uh, I mean, you might find it amusing to watch me try to teach somebody how to do this. Oh, dude. Virtually. I could never, I mean, I, I could never, dude. Ever uh, well, I mean, I mean teaching back. teaching is kind of in my blood because my my mother was a teacher. Uh, again, retired now, and my father uh, still, I think, is uh, doing the safety training, which is a form of teaching because you're teaching people about safety. Yeah, uh, hazmat, hazcom, hazwopper for anybody that may be in the oil field listening to this at some point. Uh, so yeah, th- that that is in my blood, but also. If you break it down, I think you would be a pretty decent teacher if you put your mind to it and you figured out how to relate the knowledge that you have into words and you relate it to some to your audience or whoever you're teaching. Uh, I think it, I think you would be really good at it just based on the fact that I know that you're a hell of an entertainer. And the two, I mean, are kind of baked into each other. Yeah. Because if you're if if you're a talented entertainer and you can convey a message or instructions uh, in an entertaining way to hold somebody's attention, that's, that's a very highly effective teaching method. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, you, you would be a very effective teacher that way. Yeah. Eh, so, cool. so yeah. Uh, so homework, that's like, I, I now, so I spent, all my high school career hating homework. Right. And now like cam's giving me extra homework and I'm, I don't know how I, how I feel about it. I, it's like, God, like <laughs> I, I, I graduated high school. Like they don't want me vaping at the school because it's a bad influence for the kids. And my argument is like, uh, I can sit there and talk to these kids. Like I can warn them about alcohol. I can warn them about cigarettes. I can warn them about tobacco but I can explain to them why I vape is because I started smoking cigarettes and you should never start smoking cigarettes. You should never start vaping because all you're doing is trying to cover up whatever you're actually feeling instead of actually feeling and dealing with what you're dealing with. And you try to explain that to a teacher or a principal or an educator in today's society. And they're just like, you're a terrible influence. I'm like, yeah, well, these kids are also watching Pornhub and dipping in school. So yeah. Uh, the, you, like you, you, I'm not teaching them anything. No, so. I, if if anything, they could probably teach me a couple of things at this point. Of course. I mean, I'm pr- I'm pretty you know technologically involved, and I I understand and grasp a lot of concepts. But there are kids out there that would blow me away with the streaming setup. Yeah. So yeah. No. Yeah. No. No, that's a bullshit argument, and and they know it. Um. Well, I, uh, I mean, like, 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 I guess I understand that you wouldn't, you know. Well, vape, vaping we has become an epidemic in schools, and I, yes. I can I can accept that, and I can agree with that. Well, but it doesn't mean that I'm the reason these kids are vaping. No, no, and you're especially if I'm the one going. Don't do this. This is my crutch. Yeah, you don't you don't need a crutch, right? You know, not yet, and <laughs> not yet. <laughs> we have we haven't cru- we haven't crushed your soul enough for you to need supplemental <laughs> supplemental chemicals. You. It'll hit you, Timmy. Just wait. Go, come here, Timmy. Take, take, take a puff of that. Come yeah. on, 
Come on. That you know that, no, that, man, that's not, that's not far okay. worse. No offense to the teachers out there. Hate that I even have to say that, but you know, the way the system's set up, you know, you're in a fluorescent prison with unmotivated, unenthusiastic people mm. trying to tell you about something in a very uninteresting way. Typically, mm. there are yes. shining stars. I there are definitely everybody shining remembers stars. their teacher that went above and beyond or actually cared, but they're underpaid, unmotivated people. Mm -hmm. And Joseph that is what they produce. Joseph Maillard. Yep. That, that was my, my English teacher uh, for sophomore, junior, senior year. And it, it, Joe Maillard, he's like, hey, you guys ever heard about my brother, Mo Maillard? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He runs a lawn service. I'm like, oh god, he's so corny. He was so corny, but he, but he was so funny. Good teacher, he's, too. Yes, hilarious and very. He he was one of those teachers that would really engage with you. Right. So yeah, I had a teacher uh, in uh, elementary school. Her name, she had the most epic name. Her name was, um, I can't remember her first name, but her last name was Frangulus. 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 And we called her Miss Franny. And when she would get, when she would get. Uh, when the levels of excitement or whatever would get out of control and she would get pissed, she would throw her shoes across the room. Uh. <laughs> so the whole thing was just not to get her to that level of uh. throwing her shoe. So to get her, get her just, just under it I mean, and pull it back a little bit. Threaten it, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she would also stand, we, we did like Shakespeare and she would like stand on the table and like, I mean, she was a, a true actress so, I, uh, you know, pe people that go above me on at schools are like the real heroes. Yeah. I, I, again, I 150% agree. Uh, my mother, I'm glad my mother got out when she did, especially considering all the heart problems she has currently. Uh, she, she got out right before my grandmother started going off the deep end with dementia uh, to the point where she, she every once in a while on a good day, she might remember me and, and she'll remember that I'm married. Doesn't remember Chrissy at all. Uh, but she had quit. Uh, she had retired, took early retirement the year before really started going downhill. Uh, but also my mother, like the hours and hours outside the classroom that she put in, uh, she misses it. She misses the students. She misses, you know, helping to shape young minds. But also she's just like, also, I just didn't have to deal with the the stress of it anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, and that's it's a lot of, well, she told why she's in the health situation she's in, you know, I mean, well, no, well, that, 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 I, again, I think most of that stems from chemotherapy mm -hmm. deal taking its toll on her physically over the years, but it's also, uh, the stress wasn't, the stress would come sometimes from the students, but typically it was just coming from, uh, like not the principal, but like the superintendent or, the assistant superintendent, they would start handing out new rules every year. And like her, her students, her class, they were always like above the state level, uh, the state acceptable level. So she was not an, she was an overachiever cause she was doing like pre-college courses, college courses, uh, towards the end of her career. But also she was teaching mostly honors. Uh, but they would keep instituting new policies, new policies. The bureaucracy would get worse and worse because they're trying to make their schools look better so that they can get better funding without actually getting the students to do better. Uh, and it Very was hard to do. Mm. Very. Uh, speaking of teachers, 
I have I have a hot take, and since we brought up Tim Dillon and the wokeness, mm. so I read an article. I believe it was a teacher in Texas. If I'm wrong about the te- uh, the state she was in, uh, well, whatever. Nobody really cares. There, uh, but this teacher in Texas is probably gonna get the chop. She's gonna get booted for um, I'm guessing wokeism, uh, because. She said that you should not refer to pedophiles with that term anymore. You need to refer to them as minor attracted people. (laughs) So we can't use the word, her argument to her students, young impressionable students. Don't listen to Tim Dillon. Oh. Don't listen. No, I, I thought me. I thought this would be a nice hot take for you to jump in on too, because if this this is the society that we're in, where a teacher thinks it's okay to talk to a group of minors, how, how what did it say what that, uh, what grade level? Mm, I you know what I can look it up here in just a second, uh, but now this if is you want if you want to take over the com- conversation. This is very interesting. Uh, but I, Texas teacher fired, uh, El Paso teachers firing over pedophiles comment in classroom touches off firestorm. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Fo- that's the Fox a, news yeah, headline. It's a firestorm. Yeah. <laughs> it is a firestorm. Yes, it is. To put it lightly. But, uh, who taught English at Franklin high school. Uh, so Texas teacher who was fired for telling students don't judge people for wanting to have sex with five-year-olds and asking them to call pedophiles minor attracted persons in disturbing classroom clip posted to TikTok. What do you oh. I mean? All right. Th- this, this is a thing. This is like, what is the real significance? This is my issue with wokeism. What is the real significance in rebranding stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, it's, it's a pedophile and it's still a pedophile. It's like, all right, this Dr. Pepper can is now mm-hmm. we're going to call it a piece of paper. All right. This is a piece <laughs> of paper. And I mean, that's, that, that's different, but a great rebranding. I don't know. It's just like, it, it's just like a rebrand, but it's just a label. Like, I don't understand what like maybe maybe we should be inflamed by that you know maybe 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 when you hear the word pedophile your ears are supposed to perk up because it's just something that you want to be aware of i mean mm -hmm. dear lord it's like i mean i i don't don't understand (laughs) it i can understand as an adult being compassionate towards people now does that mean that we don't try to stop them from ever doing mm-hmm. the thing again. No. Yeah. I mean, understanding they are lost. They're yeah. lost. However, the what's the what's the thing here? I what, what's the like, what's the perp what's the purpose of rebranding that to to kids? Shouldn't you be warning kids about the dangers of adults, people that you see you perceive to have authority at that age? Uh finding you attractive you don't why are they trying why is she trying to normalize that 
That's what I don't understand. And I know she's not yeah. the only one. Uh, I've, I mean, there you hear a news blurb about this every couple of months or every couple of weeks. And I just want to go out on a record for and say, you know, it's not okay to fuck kids. If you have an attraction to younger, <laughs> if you're a youth attracted person, uh, oh my god! Again, it makes me want to throw up in my mouth. Because well, it, because, I, I, because because look, the way I see it from my perspective you've got, is like you, someone softening. You're, you're softening that. Yeah, you're making a minor soft. a minor attracted person. But here's the thing: you've got the fucking pharmaceutical companies that are just they've got to be chopping at the bit to go ahead and fucking write a script to fucking chemically neuter somebody or blah blah blah. And I just we need. We we definitely as a society need to come together and just go, you know what? Fucking kids isn't cool. Can we just all go ahead and agree with that? You know, be, being a white supremacist, a Nazi, not cool. There are there are a handful of things that we should all be able to agree on. And I think that fucking kids should be like, yeah, you don't do that. Yeah, I think that's and, most people. I, I think I think it's like it's just such a weird stand. To take to for that to be your point, we don't say that we say this because you know, and then and then reveal the reason why, like, why, mm -hmm. like, why are you trying to power grab there? Mm -hmm. why, why are you trying to stand up and soften that of all things? Like, you have been in the books too much, woman, yeah, <laughs> get well. In, Get out of your head and look around. Well, I, I like how many pedophiles does she know? Maybe, her, maybe, maybe, and that that's interesting too. Maybe someone in her family's a pedophile, and she mm -hmm. doesn't like saying that. It's triggering to her. So now mm -hmm. we got to call him or her. You know, it, her 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 uncle is now <laughs> not a pedophile. He's a minor attracted person, and that mm -hmm. helps her hit the pillow a little better. Ah, uh, bite the pillow a little better. I mean, it. That's not her. That's not her thing to, to. I mean, it's not. That that's damn. That sucks. That's not cool. <laughs> I, again, I think I think I can speak for you and uh, Dustin and Andrew, who are not here. My my wife as well. Uh, I think most people that I actually have had con physical contact with, uh, yeah, don't have sex with kids. Just don't do that. They're not that's, kids. That is that is Max. not cool. They're little people. They're minor, minor, they're minors. <laughs> they're little people. <laughs> they're not. They're kids. just they're just tiny drunk humans. It's I didn't fine. have sex with those kids. I had sex with a little person. <laughs> Sometimes you don't want a whole chocolate bar. You just want a kiss. You just want a Hershey kiss. <laughs> oh, dude! So yeah. disgusting. Yeah, I want to. I want to see the. That's crazy. I want to see the lawyer that enters that into a defense in court. Oh. But yeah, no, man, this I, look, okay. The whole, the whole woke, woke philosophy, woke society thing. Look, you want acceptance for everybody. Well, you can't exclude the people that you don't agree with. That's a two way street. If you, if you want to make an argument for minor attracted persons, but you want to condemn anybody that has conservative viewpoints, then you're a fucking hypocrite. Yeah. That's not how. And, and, and probably a fucking monster. If you're going to defend a pedophile over, you know, somebody that has, some more conservative viewpoints than you do. Well, sometimes 
conversations and, are tough and, and, and they're both. just conversations. We're supposed yeah. to have conversations. They're not supposed to be monochromatic. Um, hi, how are you? Oh, hi, how are you? Oh, I think this. Oh, me too. I think this. Oh, me too. That's not how conversations work. No. Like, you say something, I say something. You say something, mm -hmm. I say something. And sometimes they don't mix. And that's where we have life. We have magic happening there. Find fi Finding common ground, but also finding the potential validity in somebody's statement. Yeah, oh, I now, never thought of it that way. Hmm. Now, <laughs> Can can you make an argument that it is it is hurtful to people that are attracted to minors, but they've never acted on it? It is maybe a chemical imbalance in their head. Can we have sympathy for them? Yes. Can we try to help them? Yes. Have but to. the second but the second they cross that line, then I'm sorry. Like chemical cast castration, and then throw them to the wolves in prison. Yeah, anything and everything. In in my Humble opinion. Well, I mean, you just ruin you ruin someone else's life. Oh yeah, there's the, there's no accounting for what kind of trauma and long term damage just one one encounter could have. Yeah. I, I can't e I can't even begin to think about that. But conversely, like it's not just about the wokeism shit because you've got the far right conservatives who I have many friends that are also far right conservatives. That don't want to hear a fucking peep about anything that the 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 left side has to say. Like uh, again, we're not, we're not going to get deep into the bullshit, but to say that abortion is wrong under any circumstance, look, there's fucking gray areas and everything, except when it comes to fucking kids. No gray area there. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 <laughs> no gray, no gray area there. Nice way to tie that one up. I just, just I, well, I had to. Bam. Yeah. I had to put a put a pin in that so nobody goes, hey, he said that There's maybe it's okay. Under certain circumstances, I could fuck a kid. No, not no. cool, man. Don't don't fucking do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna uh, I'll I'll check out some Tim Dillon, some of Tim Dillon's uh podcast. Uh, have you just been listening to his his show? I listen to the Tim Dillon show. Um any other podcast he's been on? I mean, there's a whole oh, as just as just a guest, or does he co-host other podcasts other than the Tim Dillon Show? Um, not that I'm aware of. I think it's I think that's his only main show. Mm -hmm. Um, so you can catch him there consistently. But you know, I, like I've said before, I listen to a lot of comedy. Um, it really helps me, almost in a profound way. Gives mm -hmm. me permission to relax, which I feel is a key to, um, getting through the day. You know. I've been I've been a little uptight lately. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Chris Chrissy's definitely noticed. I've been uh, I've been just a little run down, a little tired, and a little bit more snippy than I should be with my my beautiful sexy wife. And uh, she doesn't deserve for uh, me me to you know snap at her for any fucking thing. So maybe that's what I need to do because I have I've really just been listening to audiobooks and podcasts. Yeah, man. And, uh, most of the podcasts I listen to aren't like fucking comedies. Well, I wish uh, people would ditch the um the murder mysteries and all that and just listen man, to comedy. That's that's I, I, um, I get it, man. It's fascinating. Like dude, I, I am like, a, I am a thirty five year old woman. I am just I eating understand. up these murder murder podcasts. My, my, my mother is that way a hundred percent, and I, I understand it. But I just for some reason, even since I was 
like really young. I always felt very it made they made me feel in a subtle way very fearful and very like depressed almost. Mm. It's like yeah. I, I was a kind of I was sensitive. I'm a sensitive person, like sensitive kid, you know, just like I don't know. I just always felt depressed. Like whenever Nancy Grace, oh my God, mm. that shit would come on. My grandma like loved Nancy Grace and it would just be I would you know, now now it's funny to me because I'm like, this woman makes money off of this shit. Like mm-hmm. you know, just a personality standing in front of murders making making money off of it, you know, at late night. But I don't know. I I, I prefer the vibrations of you know, comedy. The energy. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. You know, great. Like I said, maybe maybe I'll take a page out of your book. I'll 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 uh, download download a handful of his episodes of the Tim Dillon show and uh, listen to that on my drive down to Clemson tomorrow. You will laugh out loud and it will ring your skull and you will and you will thank <laughs> me <laughs> because that's I'll look. like it, you, you'll be prepared to be a total just idiot, you know, like driving and just bust out laughing to yourself. Yeah. And yeah. Lo- look around to see if anyone saw that. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm not self conscious. I I like if on the rare occasions because I'm one of those really, really weird rare musicians that actually doesn't listen to music that much because I'm just like I, it's it's basically eats up so much time in my life. I'm just like you know what I need the spoken word, <laughs> yeah. uh, but not not hip hop or rap <laughs> because I, I you know give me some old school hip hop. I can I can I can get down with some old school rap, old school hip hop where you could actually understand. The words that are coming out of my mouth. Yeah, they're, but, uh, they're interesting. Yeah, well, they were interesting, More and interesting. they were yeah. But now, now they're, they're not talking about their struggle anymore. They're just talking about their Bentleys and their Jordans. And like, look, while I appreciate the art form, and while I can appreciate that it does take talent to do and do well, dude, the guys, the OGs, you can't can't fuck with them. Yep. They were lit. They were litty titty back oh, in the yeah. Dizay. Mm-hmm. I mean Snoop Dogg, dude. Oh my God, there was ah, uh, uh, Jamie Fox has a new movie on Netflix, Day Shift. All right. Oh my God. Uh Snoop Dogg makes an appearance. He's <laughs> in it. It's uh, I'm not gonna give away the entire movie, but the the premise is what, what genre? Vampires. So it's kind of a horror. Oh my God, that's awesome. And it it is like seriously awesome. And at one point in the movie, uh, so you, you've you've seen the Velcro Pygmies play. For those of you that haven't seen the Velcro Pygmies play, we do a cover of an Ice T song. It wasn't uh, Ice T, but it was yeah, but it was it was his his rock metal band. Yeah, but they're we do still body around count. and they're still badass, by the way. But they did bo- body count was in the, in the movie. Okay, and it was like the sec only the second time of it because I, I I searched it after I started playing with the Pygmies going. What the- what is this fucking song? I don't know. What is it? Body count? Yeah. No, hey, you should check out their discography. They actually got some really good shit. I know that first, <laughs> that first album's a little, it, it, it's kind of corny. It's fun. Mm-hmm. But, well, I don't know. There's a song called They Know the Neighborhood by them. Mm-hmm. It is a kick ass song. It's so real, yeah. too. That, that's the real shit. Mm-hmm. But Body Count, Body Count was in the in one cool. part of the movie. Uh, and it was, Does Snoop turn into a fucking vampire? Please tell me no. that. Okay. No. no. Uh, I want to see vampires. There, there is, I think, there is a movie where Snoop was a vampire, though. Really? Yes, but he also like can turn into a black dog. <laughs> Look, IMD, IMDb, Snoop Dogg. 
That's just you guys at home life. too. You not not just not just Jackson. You guys at home too. That's just the uh, real life Snoop. He turns into all that shit on his own. Snoop Dogg is just like look. He's the chillest dude on the planet, and yeah, I think he owns Death Row Records now. You see my cat? She's in a yeah. Room. What's up, kitty? Hey, kitty, kitty. You want to be on the podcast like my puppies? Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Awesome. That's, that's possum. awesome. He jumps there. Mm. That's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Tell that's all the holes in this chair. <laughs> well, I didn't say it wasn't destructive. Yeah, but uh, you can be a, you can be adorable and destructive. That's true. That's what she is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man. Uh, I don't. I don't really. Uh, oh, bam! Laser cutter. Oh yeah, right yeah. there. Mm. That's awesome. Look at that. Bam. I cut that out today. That's sick. Uh, I mean, it's pretty thick, giggity. And then also, I made a little box. Mm. And the box holds these little pins. Did you have to glue that, or did it fit really pins. tight? Uh, I had to glue it. I could have got the tolerances a little bit tighter, but mm. I did glue it together. Yeah. But these little pins, these are hold-down pins, so I have this uh, this honeycomb under the laser. So you lay your plywood or whatever material you're engraving or cutting. Mm-hmm. And because plywood is wood and it tends to warp after sitting out, these these little hold-downs go into the honeycomb. They hold hold your substrate okay. flat flat to the honeycomb. Very cool. So is um so like on, on the box, is everything real smooth? Like it's all pretty consistent? Oh yeah. All this the tolerances on it, I mean it's a pretty accurate laser for for what it is. I mean, Chrissy didn't go out and spend sixteen hundred dollars on a giant CO two laser CNC machine that'll cut right. you know one inch plywood because that's not that's maybe something that we look into in the future. Should this become more than just hey, look what I can do, mm-hmm. look what I can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but the, uh, but this laser is actually pretty accurate and uh, has some pretty you can you can achieve quite a bit of detail with it. So I'm looking forward to playing with it some more and maybe having some brain snacks, coasters, keychains, knickknacks. All the little paddywhacks. Knickknacks. <laughs> Paddywhack, give a dog a bone. <laughs> but also I have a... I had she got with this laser, she got a rotary attachment. So in place of one of the axes, so it's much like a 3D printer, it has your your laser head that slides side to side and then mm-hmm. that moves back and forth. Well, you remove the one that goes back and forth and you set it up and it's a rotary. So potentially doing, I mean, mugs, shot glasses. Uh, again, That's I don't cool. drink. That's but, sweet. But you can also, uh, I can engrave stainless or I can mark stainless steel with it. So tumblers, custom tumblers, flasks, whatever. Very cool. Oh, and leather. Uh, so I'm going to start doing leather cuffs and, uh, much, much like the straps that I, the DeMarcio clip locks that I use for my instruments, both guitar and bass, except for my acoustic, because I can't get it on the acoustic. Um, I'm going to design a leather clip lock strap and just do custom jobs. If somebody wants one, I'll make one. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be a good time. It'll be a lot of fun. So that's a, just one more because I don't have enough projects and <laughs> hobbies. Let's do another one, right? Yeah. 
so yeah, look forward to uh, seeing some more stuff, guys. Um, but with that, I got nothing else to talk about today, I don't think. Yeah, Not man. that I can think of. Just wanted to get the rep in and get everybody, let everybody know that we're we're, we're serious about this consistency thing. So Cons- can, We're consistently consistent. Hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> so thank you guys for tuning in. We hope that you enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed putting it on. Uh, if you would, please go to brainstackspodcast.com and uh, sign up for our newsletter and make sure that you like and subscribe. If you're on the YouTube channel, give us a thumbs up, subscribe, hit the bell notification. If you're on an application for podcasts, go ahead and leave us a review, leave us a rating. And uh, with that, we will leave you with a slightly modified version of the We Are Too Confident Idiots telling you it's not okay to fuck kids. Ever. No gray area there. No. <laughs> Sorry, you mean, you mean minor attracted people. No, no, no. Don't be a pet. Don't be a petter ass. Don't be a petter ass. That term should be publicly executed. Good night. Oh, oh. oh. Good night, guys. We love you. Peace. (laughs) (laughs) That's so bad. I didn't have have OBS open. I'm a fucking moron today. I'm stopping the recording now. And... We hope that you're enjoying the show. If you'd like to sign up for our newsletter, go to www.brainsnackspodcast.com.